want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast. Drop us a DM on Twitter at faderoutednz. Comment on our YouTube channel, The Fade Route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us in crowd. It's the in route where friends of the show get a special segment with us. Want to be part of the action? Want to be the newest member of the in crowd? You know what to do. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com or slide in those DMs on Fade Route Podcast on IG or hit that Twitter, Fade Route DNZ. Joining us on the in route today, we have dynamic motivational speaker and distinguished author, Giovanni DeReese. Thanks for showing. Thanks for coming on, man. No, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. I didn't I, in route. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's uh it's a tough catch. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I'm gonna catch you with my body. I don't want I don't, I don't want to drop the ball. <laughs> All right. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna start you off with sports, man. I mean, we'd be do, doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't get your take on the New York Jets and their quarterback situation. Last year, Zach Wilson was labeled a bust and replaced by Mike White. This year, the Jets bring in Aaron Rodgers to lead them to the Super Bowl. He gets hurt opening night, and now Zach is asked to lead the Jets once again. G, if he was sitting in the audience for Geo Speaks, what would you say to him to raise his confidence and his self-esteem? Yeah, oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> I, the thing that I would say is don't forget, don't let the bad moments define who you are. Remember who you was, right? So Zach Wilson is, no, is, is, is that same dude that we were mesmerized at for what he did at BYU. And I think what happens is the the lights of New York City can easily get him to a place where he's lost that mojo, but we need to remember, Zach Wilson, you are that guy. And, 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 and we just need to see that again. It didn't disappear. It didn't get lost. It's not that you were faking it. It's just remember who you are. Do not let the moments of now define the moments of tomorrow. You put in the work, show up early, leave late, interact with Garrett Wilson, <laughs> right? <laughs> Talk with your yeah. players. Yeah, that um, guy's good side. You, you know, to make sure you do that. But then also, you know, I think that um, just trust. Trust that you're going to get it right. And and I think that if he does those things, that um, the Jets will be in the playoffs and then hopefully Aaron Rodgers comes back. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he, I mean, he does have talent. I mean... So it's all about him just just having more belief in what he did to get to this point. I mean, there's a reason why he's where he is. He's got to find that. He's got to. Yeah, he's, gotta, he's lost it. He's lost yeah. it. And I and I think the reality of self-esteem and belief is that it can't be transferred from somebody else. So even though Garrett Wilson, after game number one, said all those good things about what Zach Wilson did, the reality is that. Game number two, when he played against the Cowboys, we can tell that Garrett Wilson's words after game number one did not matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know, self-esteem is um, some the key word is self, 
you have to have that and all the people around you can do is um confirm it but you have to actually have it and i truly believe um somebody as talented as hip would have never been drafted as high as he was if the talent didn't exist now you just got to go and put in the work but believe that that talent still exists don't think because um people wore, wore mike white shirts all last year that that's the reason that that talent left you is just you get to change the narrative moving forward definitely and then moving over to college for a second Deion Sanders is currently in the spotlight of college football as he coaches yeah. the University of Colorado. Prior to the last two games, the opposing coaches said stuff indirectly about Deion and the Colorado program, and he took those comments personally. He told his players to take it personally. Before the last game against Colorado State, both sides were chirping before the game. Cheap shot was, in my opinion, a cheap shot was taken on University of Colorado's two-way player Travis Hunter late in the game. Is it okay for Dion to take things personal and ask his players who are college kids to do the same? <sighs> That's a tough one, right? I, I, I look I look at um hold on a second. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I, I look at that situation and I do agree with you. It was a cheap, it, it's definitely a cheap shot. I'm surprised the guy didn't get kicked out of the game. But um, <laughs> but but the the reality of it can you hear me i just want to make sure oh yeah we hear you yeah Yeah. so so i think that it's fine to go and make it personal and tell your players to go ahead and do so because i think the most important thing that dion understands is he understands what pressure point brings out something out of his players so i wouldn't say every coach do this to their team but Dion knows the makeup of his team because, as he said in his interview when he got there, I'm bringing my my Louis, my bags, my own bags, and they're loose. And the reality is, when you know what's what you're bringing, you also know how to bring the best out of them. And so I think when he says these things that you hear him saying, it's not some cool, fancy stuff just to say, but it's more so because he understands. Um, What's, in, what's under the hood of the car when it comes to the, the players that he has on his team. Yeah, absolutely. And then now now diving into, you know, your, your Geo Speaks. I mean, you often speak about taking full advantage of what college has to offer. You were mad after you graduated from college because you felt your college experience went all wrong. What are some of the things you tell young people to prevent them from hating their college experience? You, you, you know, I... I I would really say um, you, you, you use everything. Like that, I think that's the biggest. When I say I was mad at my college experience, I'm always comparing it to other people who describe the same college in a completely different light. And I'm like, yo, what did we do differently? And they're like, yo, I, I did stuff and you did not. And so I would encourage um, even the non-social introverted student to go and make yourself uncomfortable by putting yourself out there because that's a breeding ground that's going to that's safer than the real world and so if you get those kinks out of the way in a safe environment it's almost like using a computer on safe mode there's you're not going to get viruses right so i want them to do it in that way so that when the real world comes that's not the first time you're shaking hands it's not the first time you're doing networking that's not the first time you're kind of figuring out when someone says, tell me more about you. That shouldn't be the first time in a corporate setting that you're answering that question. And so my advice really would just be 
um, take college as a true dress rehearsal for life. And the people who practice well are the ones who typically perform well. So um, take your practice seriously so that when the game comes, you get to play it at a high level. And we're speaking with motivational speaker Giovanni DeRees, who can be found at geospeaks.com, the author of The Thirst is Real. So make sure you guys can uh, go out and uh, make sure you find that on Amazon and wherever you get your books. But in all of your years motivating young people, is there a certain tactic or approach that seems to be the most effective with your target market? Oh, that's such a good question. So uh, you, you, now you're telling me to to get that secret recipe. Um, <laughs> and, uh, if you want to spill the secret sauce, that's great. The, the herbs let, and spices, go for it, man. Let, listen, I'm going to do it for you. We're, 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 we're on this podcast. I'll let it out. But the, the biggest thing that I would say that has been the, the game changer, the tactic, I would say, is I literally will go into a speech, say what I'm going to say, and then scratch it. And, and this is what I'm literally telling them. I'm, I'm saying, hey, I had a whole speech plan that I wanted to go and share with you guys. But this moment, as I see all of you, is calling me to make a pivot. Do you want me to make the pivot or you want me to stick to the plan that I had originally? And most of the people, what they want to see is like, hold on. You're saying that something new just came to you right now. I want to see the new. I want to see the fresh. So what that does is it takes them from the place in the beginning where they didn't want to hear me at all, probably, right? They're like, ah, oh, this is a speech. It's almost like jury duty. I have to be here. To now, because of the way I framed it and said, hey, you want the new and the fresh that just came to me right now? They're kind of looking at it to see, let me see if this car is going to crash. But here's the cool thing about it. They're interested in seeing it. And the, the most effective speech is going to have an engaged and interested li listener. And so that's... Um, one of the tactics that I've used that has been super effective. It's, it's a great tactic. And I, I've been known to do it myself as a teacher. <laughs> like you go in there, you, you go in there and you're given a scripted lesson and you take that scripted lesson and you throw it out the window because it's not landing. You just, people will, students in general, they know if you're being inauthentic. And I'm sure in a motivational speak, in a motivational sense, they'll know if you're being inauthentic. So like authenticity sells for sure now you've had a huge and distinguished list of partners mm -hmm. damon john ray lewis nyu you pen is there a particular partner you've worked with that's inspired you you, you know when I, when I when i thought of this and and you said the different names that i've been able to be in the presence of partnerships in brooklyn nets all these different things this answer is not going to be popular they're going you think i'm going to make it up but this is really the honest truth the the best partner i've ever had is always the last one <laughs> like the, the, the last speech i gave which i just gave um at the university um kingsborough college out in brooklyn I left there. I went there specifically to encourage them. And I left there like I was the one give like someone gave me a speech. <laughs> and, and and it really inspired me because I saw people who were actively engaged in the presentation and were actually giving me rebuttals, worst case scenarios, and working stuff out. And I think to me, what inspired me about that is seeing students 
really care about the stuff that they're doing and and it, and it changed me because it's like sometimes you, you you do a good work but you never know that it's actually working to see it working in person oh my gosh like that was so inspira- inspiring so i got another one this friday um i can't wait but um the last one is always the one that inspires me the most is just seeing it land um you know i know you said your teacher Sometimes the students don't come back till four or five years later and say, "Hey, that lesson that you taught me, or the way you were teaching me, I now get it." Um, but when you get these little moments in time to be able to um, kind of see them say that they get it in the moment, um, that's really pretty inspiring. Yeah, I like to say that uh, teaching's like gardening: you plant something and you hope to reap the benefits of it a few years down the line. Right, right. Now I'm married to a teacher, so I know I know oh. firsthand. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, totally. You know, yeah, I get it. I get it. You, what, what do you teach, by the way? Like what grade? So middle school math and science. So uh, five through eight math and science. Got you. So, got yeah. you. Nice. So it is. You know, it, it's definitely you had to wear a lot of hats. No, totally, <laughs> totally, absolutely. So, uh, we'll get you out of here on this one, Gio. So we've been doing this for four seasons now. We've been hosting the Fade Route four seasons. Oh, nice. And we feel that our message and our perspective grows every single time we hit that record button. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a market for your words, your methods, your insight. And you know, a weekly podcast where you discuss these daily challenges of college students would be would go a long way. It would be hugely beneficial and we would love to partner with you in that arena so what do you think would be your approach to the podcast market so that you stand out from all the rest yeah that's uh, such a good question um and i don't have too much time where i thought of what the response would be but you know i think i think one of the biggest things of my approach would be to actually have live interaction with the students and actually not know what the script is ahead of time i think that you know uh, my approach would be almost like kind of like a hotline but it'd be live and address students problems right then and there um i think that would be the way to do it because I, I, I think all the scripted things is like hey here's the seven things that people typically say I rather the students say, "Here's the thing that bothered me yesterday," <laughs> right? Like, like, because because that's the thing that they care about the most. And so, um, my approach would be really to just have um, conversations with college students so that we can know exactly what they're going through, not after they go through it, but while they're going through it. No, absolutely. That that that's a great that's that's a great framing of the lens. You know, because if you're go, if you, it's easy to look back in hindsight, right? But while you're Correct. going through it, you can actively deal with it. So, I feel you. I think that's a that's a great perspective. And Geo Doris, world-renowned, dynamic motivational speaker. Thank you for coming on the in route with us, brother. I know you have some events coming up. And how can other organizations get in touch with you to book you so that you can come and speak? Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, you can go to geospeaks.com. That speaks with the S.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram, very active. Um, at at Geo Doris is the name on Instagram. Um, and then on Amazon, you can go and get copies of the book. 
Um, the Thirst is Real, Geo's Gems. I have several other ones, but <laughs> but those are the two main ones. Find them. Find them on Amazon and go get them. Go get them today. Geo Doris, the newest member of the In Crowd. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. And if you want to join the In Crowd, hit us up at faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at Fade Route Podcast or drop us a DM on X at Fade Route DNZ. Geo Doris, it's been a pleasure and we will have you on again soon. No doubt about it. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys for having me. This is really cool. And I hope you get four more years of doing this podcast. Cheers. I'll drink to that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word, spread it wide.